everyone and welcome to with xo with xo i'm jorge olivares and i'm excited because i have not had a chance to talk to my next guest in about maybe two years so i uh, had a chance to meet uh, online as most people were doing in the in the sense of covid but i was talking to my next guest particularly about a, a new project that he was working on don't know if you heard of it called selena the series on netflix but was highly successful and was very important for people like me who grew up in the south texas region and was very much a fan of Selena. And as you can see in the background of this conversation, uh, there's a lot of things that are very important to those of us who identify as Mexican, Mexican-American. And one of those spaces is the luchador space, right? There's all these different images that we who are part of this culture have seen and who have grown up with. And how exciting that something that is so representative of who we are as a culture is now being used to help the culture. So my guest is Moises Zamora, who was the showrunner and was executive producer of Selena the series, and is now the founder of Astro Lucha, which is a fascinating new entity that is being designed to help people like myself and those of you who are out there who are also creatives get your work in front of the people who could probably elevate it and can get it to the, the eyeballs that we've been wanting it to, to see the work that we've done and uh, the amount of passion that we have. So excited to talk to Moises, not only about Astro Lucha, um, about his own understanding of the imageries that are tied to this uh, very big cultural phenomenon, um, but to see how he can be that conduit for folks uh, who are creatives, who are wanting to get their stuff seen, how he can be somebody who is helpful in that journey. So Moises, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. And it's definitely been quite a while. Um, and I'm excited to be here and to share about this new project with you and uh, the ambitions that we have for not only our community, but just the uh, superhero universe a lot. So let's talk about the superhero universe, because I think a lot of us, we live in a world where Marvel dictates a lot of stuff and, and we're very much aware of what the superhero universe looks like. Um, talk about your superhero universe and the one that you're creating with Astro Lucha and why it, it very much is more reality than it might be fantasy for some folks. Well, I think one of the important things to acknowledge is that um, we as a community sometimes don't feel represented in media and entertainment as well as we would like to. I mean, the numbers don't lie, right? Our stories are not out there as much as we like to. People are not given the opportunity as creators, as producers, as writers to tell stories that come from a Latino identity, a Mexican-American identity. For me, um, and I'm seeing one of the most uh, uh, obvious places that we look for that kind of representation is that superhero universe, right? And we don't have a lot to choose from uh, as Mexican-American. I mean, it, the idea that Tenoch Huerta's uh, Namor on Black Panther has created waves across our communities because you have an indigenous man at a superhero level being up, uh, portrayed uh, as a superhero, it, it, it just confirms that we're so hungry for that kind of representation. It's like soul shaking. For me, I grew up, I'm a Mexican immigrant. I grew up in Mexico and then I moved to the United States when I was 11 years old. But during that time in my childhood, I grew up with a different kind of superhero universe. I grew up with El Santo and Blue Demon and, and 
en Rey de Jalisco. And, and so, and not only that, um, you know, I loved watching those films where they were like take on mummies and vampires and zombies. And those caped heroes became my superheroes growing up. I used to even collect, uh, you know, albums with little stamps. You buy the grocery store, you collect the stamps, treat them at the elementary school, and build stories, you know, with that in, in our worlds and our imagination. So I took that inspiration because I feel, um, you know, I'm one of those people that if like I don't see something out there that I'm go out there and build it and i'm like how am i going to build the league of superheroes and try to take on marvel and dc comics i mean there it's impossible but i i don't think you have to take them on you just have to provide that space you have to provide those identities you just have to provide the stories and i feel people will be grateful enough in the sense that like oh here's an option i can do something with that story because a lot of the imagination is in world building happens when you have that interaction with fans when they see images and they're like this reminds me of that and this you know and they can relate to their childhood or their past or their identity wherever they're from and the lucha libre space is so wonderful because it allows you to wear a mask and be something else anybody can put on a mask and suddenly you're a superhero which is no different from the the batmans of the world and the spidermans of the world right it's just another identity to put on that actually is closer to home, closer to the heart. And when I saw that there was not enough representation, I'm like, but our culture or identities, our mythology are so beautiful and rich. Why don't we take the beloved cultural phenomenon that is a luchador, uh, dates back to the Aztecs, right? And take that and elevate it. Put, give them superpowers. Put them in a Star Wars setting where they're like, fighting intergalactic like battles you know and so we're like well how am i gonna do that and why would i do that you know well because we need to start creating the stories we want to see and in hollywood where i come from and because i'm still a product of hollywood you know selena hat was a wonderful um life-changing experience as a creator and you know catapulted me into the hollywood sphere and i still work in hollywood i have two shows in the works i'm about to direct a, a feature film in the next year and so that is still you know a reality for me but that doesn't mean that it's not frustrating or or there's still a lot of work to be done for our latino community when it comes to representation so i'm the type of person like i said you know i'll just do the work because it's, it's story building and that's my happy place. So I reached out to Phil Jimenez, who is a beloved comic book creator, artist, legend. Um, he's currently working on the um, comic book for Wonder Woman, Historia. And in fact, he received uh, the Eisner Award for his art. And um, which is like kind of the Oscar for comics. And I went to Phil and be like, Phil, I want to create a League of Superheroes that is like has an inspiration in, in Lucha Libre. And not only that, but I want it to be inclusive. I want it to be diverse. I want it to be black, brown, all races, trans, queer. Let's not hold back. Because if you're going to be trying to speak to the status quo, what's out there, and you're not satisfied, you better go out there and not hold back. I mean, this is an, these are imaginary worlds 
I mean, nowhere in the universe is a queer brown superhero, you know? And That can't uh, be true. There has to be at least five. <laughs> especially with all the metaverses now, right? Oh, I like, know. You have to do it. And so we started creating uh, what that was, you know, hand drawing from the ground up. We did the, we did, we're doing it backwards. We're first creating the superheroes and then we're building community. And then hopefully with the help of creators that I'm inviting into our Discord community, find us on Discord, Astralucha, together we'll build those stories, whether it's a comic book, a graphic novel, a podcast, and start building our own legal superheroes that actually represents us. So it was funny because when you first brought up the concept of the masks that we wear and we're all superheroes in our own day to day, I pulled up back the image that is currently in the background. Uh, so before we get into the the meat and potatoes of, of Astro Lucha, uh, when you see this image, because you know we talked a little bit about it before we got started, but even just seeing an image like this, do you feel like you know this person or that you you are excited to to have this person be known into the world? I think through images, the power of image, and when it comes to you know the art that's carefully, you know, curated, drawn, thought out. This is a this is an image by Jay Gonzo. Jay Gonzo is Mexican American. He's an illustrator, really talented. Has several comic books out there. He loves lucha libre for the same reason too, because it is both. It represents a value system. Um, you know, the word lucha itself, I love it in Spanish. For those who don't know Spanish, lucha it just doesn't just translate to fight because it connotes something else. It's like a, it's a compliment to be like, you know, you're a luchador, you're a fighter, because it almost feels that you're pursuing a noble goal. It almost feels that it's relentless, that you're not a quitter, you know? And it is actually very representative of a lot of immigrant communities. You know, when you come to America against all odds and obstacles, like to be a luchador in this country is to not give up in uh, the quest of making it here, to provide for your family, to provide for their loved ones or to your own well-being and dreams. So that in itself to me is very touching and very emotional. And when I see uh, Luchador carefully drawn, thought out, you know, the one in the background, his name is Midnight Estrella. And a lot of us are, you know, tackling the feminine uh masculinity of the spanish language we you know sometimes we use the e sometimes we use the x to just be inclusive but i like it that in this case you know estrella is a feminine word but midnight is also like a neutral english word and it's just already by you know through his name you you build story he's a brown man he's powerful He's also, like, I feel like, and Gonzo uh, does this very well, he gives emotion to his characters. And I think the best artists, that, um, especially the ones that we're working with, one image tells you all, right? And so there's sadness in this, in this luchador. There's been struggle. You can tell that perhaps he's not new to the, to the ring or to life. And, um, but he's, you know, out of his own will and power, he's going to continue setting himself up for battle and fight in clandestine corners of the universe to to just be validated for who they are, to to mark our place in the universe. And I think that speaks for a whole a whole community, and and I love that. And I love 
that aspect of, you know, a lot of it that comes with building a tech company, because it's essentially a tech company. Um, but a lot of it, it's a lot of administrative contracts, you know, deals, like a lot of text that uh, also comes with producing stuff. So I, I'm very familiar with that work. But what I love about this project, as well as, you know, the writing and creative idea on the side, is that you get to build stories in a world that you haven't seen on your terms. And when we went out to Phil and Gonzo and the over 16 Latino, Latina, Latine artists that we're working with, um, they all had their own POV of what it means to a superhero today in contemporary times and how that sort of translates in the universe. And the art has been so beautiful. It's almost when you give creative control, when you let people sort of take their imagination, with just a very limiting prompt. I said, I want Lucha Libre superheroes, human, not human, trans, biracial, alien, metallics, you know, put it all together, but they have to wear a mask. They, even if they're a robot. The robot has to wear a mask. It's because, because it's part of the mystique of it all. Like if you're if you're speaking about mystique. lucha libre, there has to be the mask, and it has to reference the lucha libre. And it, it, it yes, is it takes place in the universe? Yes, we elevated it to a different place and setting. All that is true, but we want it to be true to its Mexican roots, you know, to its Latino roots. And we've been so blessed with the passion and talent of all the people that are have participated all the artists and creators that it is it is inspiring me to me because it's like i get a new luchador because they're, they're all hand-drawn they're like you know not that it's generated art it's not graphic design they're all hand-drawn painted it goes through the process and i get one and i'm like oh my god i can see the comic book of that i want to start writing that and then i get another one i'm like oh crap an animated series for that one and that for sure that's a because there's also like some dark ones and i'm like oh that's a horror movie <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, uh, so I get the options are endless <laughs> so to kind of talk about the mechanics of astro lucha and uh the, the artwork that we're seeing right now you mentioned that you've worked with 16 other latino latina latine uh artists so how do they come into the picture and how how are you working in collaboration with them to to make Astro Lucha exactly what we know it to be today? Well, at first we wanted to put these Astro Lucha out in the world as digital collectibles, meaning you buy them on OpenSea for a specific price and then you get to keep them. And um, as a buyer, if you own, like, for example, Midnight Australia, um, it comes with a licensing deal. Again, we're doing it this backwards a little bit. So it's like, you can make t-shirts of, you know, Minar Estrella and sell them, you know, as long as we're part of it and we're helping you and you're part of the community. So that's part of our deals. If at some point, like one of the creators or you yourself want to make an animated series, we have the resources. I mean, keep in mind that I'm still working in Hollywood, right? The networks, the writers and stuff like that. If you're part of our Discord and you're like, yo, I want to make like the movie for Minar Estrella or you know, a graphic novel or a comic book, um, you know, how can I make that happen? Well, we want to be able to, if you're a creator or a writer that is interested in that, to give you the tools, the know-how, almost like mini development labs, because I already do that, Jorge. I already do that. I've been doing that for years. I was given an opportunity to break into television by 
a Latino uh, TV writer. His name is David Perez, like my padrino. Um, I was my first job. You know, it was for John Reilly, a black entertainer. So I and and the other executive producer was Michael McDonald, a queer entertainer. So everyone that has given me opportunities that have changed my life have come from marginalized communities. So to me, being able to create illegal superheroes, you know, sell them at a small fee for a licensing IP deal, and then eventually develop all those stories with, with that community feels like, you know, giving back because then we're building something together and we're not knocking on the Marvel and DC door to validate us with a superhero that like, you know, it truly would be meaningful. Sure, I'm not saying I'm ungrateful for Tenoch Huerta. I think I love that he's doing that. I think it just confirms the need or even the upcoming Beetle, like Blue Beetle for DC Comics, you know? Oh my God, like that's gonna be so hot. And I'm definitely showing up for that. It's just that that's not enough. We're so diverse. Um, you know, we are multiple countries, multiple races, multiple like, you know, identities in under the moniker of Latino, Latine, you know? So there is enough space for all these stories to to develop and to build together. And I, this is this is my way of doing it. Selling digital collectibles so we can create IP, whether it's a graphic model, like a graphic novel or a podcast or, or, or a film. And then finding the the distribution and the financing so these projects can actually get to the, our audiences. And we're also doing through that through blockchain. And I can explain that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm curious about, so here's the, the most exciting part about being a creative, right? And you are dealing with the most creative of things right now with Astro Lucha because of the work that people are submitting to you all. Um, how are you already, like, how is your brain working when you see each of these things? You were talking about Midnight Estrella, or Estrella, uh, Estrella Midnight, right? Or I'm Mid getting a no, Midnight Estrella. Midnight Just Estrella. Like there we go. Um, I was like, I know that there's the feminine and the the kind of uh, ambiguity, um, but the I'm sure as soon as each of these artworks are coming to you, you as somebody who's in these writers' rooms, who's already known what it's like to be in the director's chair, I'm sure you have ideas about how you want each of these to play out. So how are you maybe collaborating with some of the people that you've already, uh, who have already reached out to you about potentially using this, some of this artwork? Well, one of the things that we're doing off the bat is we're creating an interface in which once you buy a collectible, you can connect it to our interface. And then suddenly you'll have, a, uh, each luchador will have its own, like almost Facebook profile. Um, oh, no. <laughs> That's what it, needs it, to have at this point. Of course, it's got like the powers, where they're from, who their legion is, but it also has a small two to three sentence origin story uh, that just gives you enough to get you excited about who the superhero is, whether good, bad, or in between. But there's also going to be a part of our interface in which you... Uh, the owner, the person that wants to continue telling the story will be able to send your uh, kind of add to the story, almost like fan fiction, add to the origin, to, you know, the origin story that we have for the children. It's, it obviously will will approve it because uh, we, we want to make sure that, the, you know, the offensive stuff is out of this world. We want to be kind and compassionate to all people. Um, and so then, then that allows 
as a community to build and tell our own stories uh, and contribute to it. So yes, um, I have little ideas about everything, but at the same time, I want to create a space where people can, can also contribute their own ideas and stories for each luchador. So let's talk a little bit about how that contribution will look like and how uh, it's going to be this very easy thing for people to be able to take part in and to make all of this stuff come to life. Yes, I think the uh, there are three several um, um, steps to take. Um, it might be a lot for people to just sort of process. So definitely join our Discord community. Discord is a new app where people come together to talk, to share. And if you don't have it, you know, download it and find us at Astrolucha. We're also on all the socials for under Astrolucha and our website, astrolucha.io. So then that's where we're really introducing the world to people. You buy yourself a Astroluchador on OpenSea, you're a part of the community, and then we can slowly start building that, uh, you know, that story, that origin story. Um, at astrolucha.io, you're also, once the uh, interface goes live, you'll be able to create an account, go in there and participate in um, the origin story buildup, like the building of the origin story of the specific hero, and that it'll have, um, it'll it'll pop up because it'll recognize that you bought one and it'll show all that um, uh, stats that we call uh, for your superhero because there's we're also developing an online game um, where I don't know if I, you know, if you're familiar with Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, it's like a trading card game. So that's gonna, that's in the works. Um, your superhero will be able to fight in battles with other superheroes and there's point systems. We're taking a lot of um, a, some of the battles and language where that we're using in our mythology are novels um, from the Aztec uh, original language. And we have a um, woman artist from Ecuador who is also using Quechua language to name the superheroes and to add to the mythology. Of, of that league so it'll be really it's really fascinating uh, especially when um you know our superhero holders or owners will be able to contribute uh in telling their stories i think i, I want to reiterate something that you've talked about in the course of our conversation in that the the possibilities are really endless right you you mentioned a little bit about the the Yu-Gi-Oh cards and the pokemon like this can be trading cards this can be uh, video games. This can be uh, a podcast series where you follow the origin story of each of these. Like it's heavily sound design. You have videos. Yeah. You have all sorts of things. So I I want to make sure that I highlight something that is that is made note of when you go to the website and it says fight for your place in the universe. And you've talked about this, right? This idea of world building and how we need to be responsible for our own place in this world building. So let's talk a little bit about about the universe right the the universe that you've created with astro lucha and that you and your partners are trying to develop here talk about how you want that universe to look for people and how you want it to be easily uh navigated by those who who really want to take advantage of what astro lucha is doing here are you speaking about the tech universe or just the imagination behind it a little bit of both. I think it, it goes hand in hand, right? Like the one necessitates the other. And I think there's something that's really exciting where creativity can thrive in each of these spaces. And I'm sure you have such a, a really bold, wonderful idea about what these universes can do. 
Yes, I think there are two aspects to it. I think the only reason why I think we're able to do this um, in the traditional sort of business mumbo jumbo to set up a company and a corporation like Marvel and then do all of this, it, it, it's, you know, I'd have to have millions, you know, of dollars and a lot of infrastructure. But we are um, leaning into blockchain, um, which is, you know, this new technology, basically this digital ledger that lives in, in, in a, a few servers that essentially is uh, how cryptocurrencies occur and NFTs and all of that because it tracks uh, digital assets. You know, it basically says this digital asset belongs to you because of this data or this code um, that tells me that that digital asset belongs to you. Obviously, anyone can take a picture of Minar Estrella and put it up on their social media, but the IP or the code that is embedded in this image actually um, will only work with the true owner of this image. So that's why I think it's really fantastic because with that little bit of technology, if you can sort of track ownership of digital assets, you're now talking about the possibility of transferring you know, ownership of digital assets, whether it's an image, a video, a painting, you know, you see the whole digital art movement happening, you see the NFT movement happening, but that's because you can transfer, you know, digital assets. We are in the process of, yeah, sure, right now we have superheroes and we're creating a universe um, that is world building, not only because we're interested in the story, which is not interested in creating pretty art, we wanna give it meaning. Fight, your, fight for your place in the universe is not only speaking to the universe that we live in now and our social condition with the lack of representation, the injustices, the racism that we have to fight just because we're a little darker or we speak a little differently or we have an accent or we're or a legal status or immigration status. All of that is that sort of real universe, which translates into an entertainment world where we actually see the consequences of not having representation, right? Because it's like, it, it informs people that don't know, don't know people like us, how we are, right? So to us, it's important to put those, that representation and the entertainment universe. But we can do it with this technology because it allows, you know, people like us that don't have huge infrastructures to create community, to create, because like technology is so great right now. You know, there's so much happening that it's just like trying to keep up with every little new advancement. Like, oh my God. It's like, it's so really fun and great. And look at it. Like I'm not a tech person, but I am a creator. I do have imagination and I do have enough of a business and entrepreneurial like skill sets to be able to understand that if you take a little bit of technology, use your imagination, then you're still using the same skill sets that, you know, to, to write a, an episode of Selena, you know, like you're still using the same creativity in order to provide an infrastructure for people that don't feel um, that they have the opportunities right now. Because a lot of us, you know, especially Latinos, like we don't have, we don't grow up in, you know, Hollywood uh, with uh, legacies, right? Like, you know, when I came out, my, my my second or third com coming out to my parents was like, oh, I'm a writer. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> of all the that? things you could have done with your life. <laughs> We're immigrants and we sacrificed our life for you to be what? 
<laughs> what happened to lawyer? What happened to doctor? Oh, so, the dreams that they always have. But now, of course, with the success and after a long time of like working at it and being able to fight for your story, um, they understand that having that place as a creator in a culture or in a society that sometimes is not as kind to people uh, like us from our background, it's important to, to start to tell the right stories. And a little bit, it's just as simple as creating those superheroes. But, you know, creating a league of superheroes and taking on Marvel and DC or at least the entertainment community is like, that's, that's intimidating. But it is not intimidating if you have technology and tools in order to make that happen. So yes, it's 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 a it's a combination of the the imaginative universe of superheroes that we're creating with all these fighting clandestines like legions and powers and stuff, but at the same time the technology that is then allowing us to build a community, take this on, and hopefully make something really beautiful out of it that is trans that transcends uh, technology and people. I, I want to focus a little bit on, this might sound like a weird little tangent, but it, it very much ties in about the idea of safety, right? We're talking about superheroes. We're talking about th these imaginative things that we've created. Um, but in a way, you all are the superheroes to these creators because you're making sure that they're that the images that they create are handled with care, that they are put in front of the right people that who will appreciate what they've done and how they have been representative of either their cultures or their lived experiences. So talk about how um, that element of safety in, in all the ways in which it can be described for this purpose, um, how that's part of the conversation for y'all at Astro Lucha. Well, one of the things that, um, that the Web3 blockchain, um, you know, creator empowered economy, if you want to call it, um, it's really appealing to creators is that you can create something like a Midnight Estrella. Um, you embed it with code, it's protected. They know actually Midnight Estrella and its code will tell you who created that, um, that superhero and that digital sort of, you know, NFT, if you want to call it, um, a format. So, there's no way around it right like it's it's transparent it's there people can look it up it's in its code it's part of the technology that image knows who created it and so with that you get you have a lot of responsibility because then you create this sort of protection defense mechanism or safety like you said for the creator nobody can you know say that gonzo did not create that so the creator feels taken care of. And then if that, you know, whoever buys that digital collectible decides to sell it um, and wherever an upper market of NFT or Web3 collectibles you can sell, then that creator themselves gets a little, you know, commissioned, a little fee for every sell and resell. So they are constantly getting these royalties from a sale or from the garnering of, uh, uh, the purchasing and exchange of this, of their own art, which is very exciting for any creator. Uh, usually, you know, they buy you out, um, they own everything and you'll get, you know, $10 and that's it. You know, you created that art, but somebody else really owns it 
or at least you will not be getting paid for the exploitation of it. I know that like, you know, a lot of comic book artists, including Marvel and DC greats, you know, when they create something, it's, um, and it becomes a, a billion dollar franchise, uh, they get a, like a $5,000 paycheck, right? <laughs> that's, that's sort of the urban legend, but it's not far from the truth. And it's just mind boggling that your art, uh, your creation as creators, whether it's an artist or, or a writer, and I can absolutely relate to that um, because I'm a creator myself. I, I want to be able, you know, and we're not trying to become millionaires here, you know, we're just trying to be given the opportunity to tell our stories on our terms and also be compensated for it. And that's my, um, my responsibility towards the artist, not only to give them the creative freedom to participate in here, but to make sure that they're taken care of if Midnight Hysteria becomes the next Hollywood hero. Again, I, I want to continue to emphasize the fighting for your place in this universe. And uh, let's talk a little bit about Astro Lucha's fighting for its place in the entertainment universe and making sure that we are seeing, that you all are seeing, that the work that is being funded by Astro Lucha and highlighted by Astro Lucha is seen by the, the world that, that you've been a part of and have been incredibly successful in. One of the things that, you know, we're fighting ourselves, um, you know, trying to make a mark in the entertainment industry um, is, and, you know, we still have a lot of work to do, of course. We're releasing the superheroes right now and we're building communities. So, yes, it's really important to, to bring people together, talk about it and, you know, and and learn about our project and, and come on, help us because we need you. Uh, but um, I think it's going to it's going to boil down to being able to show Hollywood and the entertainment system that we can create our stories, that we can help each other, that we can self-finance, that we can find a way to distribute. Almost, we almost have to be, um, I mean, I shouldn't say almost, we must be a small studio, a one-stop shop, IP creation, superheroes, financing and producing and development and distribution. And like I said, we're working on a distribution arm right now, and I'll give you an example. When you buy a movie on Amazon or Apple, digital copy, it's a movie, you love it, you want to keep it, you might, you know, cancel your membership, but you got that movie, you know, that streaming membership, but you got that movie. I mean, technically, you don't really own it. It's kind of there in their platform. It's not like you can sell it to a third party or someone else or like, you know, like you used to have when you have a DVD, you sell it on a garage sale, you know, you can sell it. <laughs> it doesn't really it doesn't really belong to you. It's it doesn't. Of, That's such a good point. <laughs> but with blockchain technology, because it could, um, you know, track ownership of digital assets, you'll be able to buy a digital movie and then sell it if you want to. Um, we are currently trademarking uh, our version of what that is. Um, it's not a DVD, it's a DVT, it's a digital, digital video token. And with a DVT of a movie, you'll be able to buy it, watch it, enjoy it like a digital movie. Over time, if you want to keep it because you love it, you'll get extras like you used to get from a DVD, director's commentary, interviews, footage that was deleted, deleted footage. And over time, you're actually curating your own relationship and movie experience, or, you know, it also could be applied to comics and podcasts, but you're creating your own movie experience 
And suddenly that particular movie, um, that particular DVT, I should say, it's not, it's different from other people's experience and other DVTs. And that itself becomes a collectible and it could actually garner more value in the open market. But that's something that we're very excited about and we're building a prototype and you could only do that with this kind of technology. So for us, that was important because one of the also challenges for um, you know creators, independent creators um, that are not working directly with the studio is they don't have a distribution um, outlet. You know, they make their beautiful film, award-winning, top festival run, uh, critically acclaimed, 100% around tomatoes, and they, and they can get a distribution deal. And if they do, the streaming platforms will give you just a small fee and you'll never make your money back. So when you don't get to make, you know, some, you know, most of your money back, you don't get to make a second project. And for people that come from like, you know, the immigrant background or not the same resource that other people have, or, or it's already hard as a person of color or a creator of culture to break in, that might be the end of your career. And so it was really fundamental for us to not only just like, oh, we'll just create, you know, a bunch of superheroes. Oh, we'll just like develop projects and produce them. No, we also had to find a solution just in case, you know, there was no distribution opportunity because we want to set ourselves up for success and we want to be a solution to a big problem in Hollywood uh, that just obviously capitalist driven, you know, there's no more DVD sales. It's like straight to streaming. That's it. You're, you're done. Nobody's going to the movie theaters. If I can stay home and watch that beautiful film with my family, it's cheaper. The popcorn is really expensive. <laughs> so, um, Priorities. And, you know, Gotta save the money. Can't be spending on the, gotta on the, save the money. And when you do take the family, it's usually for a Disney movie when you take the kids, because you have, you know, like a big family, it's, 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 it becomes a special event. So we're, we're giving the people the opportunity to have another way of earning that sort of income back, that investment back, and we can only do it through this technology. And that's why it's exciting. That's why it's exciting because it's allowing um, independent creators to have another opportunity that outside of the Hollywood system. So you're talking about this developing this new technology, trademarking this new technology, or at least the language surrounding the technology. What are other things that you're hoping that the Asarucha universe looks like in 2023, since we're getting close to New Year? Uh, one of the things that we're excited about 2023 is not only building the infrastructure and starting to like, you know, show our Asarucha out into the world, but selfishly, I want to write that script. I want to write the Midnight Estrella script. I want to write. It's going to um, happen. You know, At the end of 2023, oh, there'll be the TV line article like, that says Moises Amora. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. I can see it now. And, 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 but also something that it's already um, kind of been happening in the works. Again, like I said, I'm already, you know, big in programs and mentoring and community. I always volunteer to all the, you know, the fellowships, like Alphas, like the Latino Writers Committee, like whatever it is, I, I'm, I'm, I'm there trying to give notes, trying to help other writers and creators, like get that break, you know, because I was given that opportunity. So this is just another way of doing what I was doing before. And I not only can't wait to be able to announce that we're, you know, I'm writing the movie for one of these superheroes that we've created, but that other people 
that are part of this gotten their funding or their production or the distribution as a result of our efforts. And if we change a few lives um, and a handful of BIPOC creators, especially Latinos, Latine, Latinas, um, then we've already actually adding numbers to the dismal <laughs> lack of representation uh, going on. And, and I'm a person that like, while I love panels and, you know, talk all day and, you know, at night about the lack of representation, I would rather use that energy into building infrastructures or like action-driven, results-driven type of efforts. And this is one of them. And so I think next year, we'll, when we have our, or hopefully sooner than two years, Jorge, because, you know, <laughs> when we have our next podcast, we'll be talking yes. about, uh, you know, what we're producing in the Astrolucha space. I, I feel like it's only appropriate to to end our conversation. We were talking about how this has been an image that has been with you since you were a child, right? This idea of the luchador and somebody being able to, to be who they want to be, even if they're wearing a mask in the process, but just living up to the full potential that they have through the passion that they exhibit. Now that you know that you are that person, you are the superhero who's coming in, creating this space for... A lot of other creatives who look like you, who who love like you, who have lived experiences like your own. How does that feel knowing that you are that person for them? You know what? Like, um, I don't, not that I don't take it seriously. I'm obviously honored and grateful that like I can be that. But it's just, my goal is not only to provide those opportunities for people, but in a very selfish way is... I, it makes me so happy to learn from the community coming together, from building, because, and as a queer man, um, as a queer Mexican-American immigrant man, our idea of family, community, of coming together is different, you know? Um, sometimes we are, we have to find our chosen families. You know, sometimes we have to fill in those gaps when we we found rejection from my own from our own families, and that to me has driven a lot of my art, a lot of my creativity, a lot of that pursuit of validation. But what I've learned is not necessarily the fame, the fortune, or you know the recognition and the press. What I've learned that really fulfills that missing, um, you know, perhaps uh, piece of family that is not 100% there or acceptance is when my community, um, my chosen family shows up and, or I show up for them. And while like, yes, these are very ambitious projects and, and a legal superheroes, a tech company, a new distribution model. It's like, it's a lot, right? But it all stems from the need to belong, to be loved for who you are with all your superpowers or lack thereof, to be loved and accepted in a group of people like you that have the same struggles that can relate to your own pursuit of happiness. And so I think to me, the luchador speaks to me because, you know, 
as a queer Mexican man, I put on a lot of masks for people in order to get through doors. Now I'm putting a, you know, this mask because it actually represents my true, most authentic version of myself. And to live in that space and to be able to share it with a group of people, with like like-minded people that are there with you for the right mission, I think that to me is as close as happiness and love I could ever get. So it's all selfish. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, punto final. It's all selfish. What am I going to say? It just, I love being this person in this skin. And yeah, <laughs> it's true though. I, as, as somebody who inhabits a lot of those qualities, those lived experiences of being queer, being Mexican-American, uh, of somebody who comes from the border and understands how, how much trying to belong in a universe, especially because we've had to create a universe of our own doing for so long, being able to actually exist in the universe with our brothers and sisters who are here with us. Um, there's something really special about that. So I want to make sure that I give you a chance again to to allow folks to see where they can find Astro Lucha, how they can get involved in the conversation, how they can be a part of the Discord. How exactly can they do that? They could join us at any of our socials, Twitter, Instagram, um, at Astro Lucha. Obviously, check us out um, and check our project out on astrolucha.io, not .com, .io. That's our website. And you know, the best way that to have these conversations is to join our Discord. Our channel is Astrolucha. You could also find it in any of our socials. Find us. Talk to us. Let's let's build community. Let's build family. Let's talk Lucha Libre or not. Let's just talk life. You know, we're one of the things that I'm putting myself out there is not only putting my own resources, my reputation. A lot of people believe in this project. Twenty artists are part of this. It's because it's ringing true with audiences and people. We want to be able to live in a universe that we are accepted, that we are validated, but not just that, where we are actually, um, you know, succeeding to actually, you know, uh, taking the next level of, of, of being, of belonging. And um, we just want to have a good time doing it, you know, join the Astrolucha fight, mark yourself, uh, fight for your place in the universe, and that's our logo because it it represents a fiction world, but it also becomes a re it becomes a real model um, in the real life. Mm -hmm. Well, Moises, thank you for involving me in your universe. This is, as I mentioned, the second time we've had a chance to talk about stuff on a professional context, and I'm very excited about what Astrolucha is doing and how I could be of help to it. And I, I really hope people again go see where Astrolucha is on Discord. Visit the website, astrolucha.io, and uh, stay tuned for all the cool projects that Boises is working on, because in case you missed it, there are a lot of them coming up in the very near future. Uh, so Boises, thank you so much again for joining me to talk about Astrolucha. Thank you, Jorge. It's a pleasure to be here.